Hey, PFN Fantasy Podcast listeners, we were set to record our matchup previews podcast today, but we ran into some major technical issues with our recording software. Instead, we decided to release our week six rankings on the PFN Fantasy YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at PFN Fantasy, and Kyle Sabi broke down his top quarterbacks and wide receivers that we wanted to also share here with you, our podcast audience. Enjoy. Welcome into the PFN Fantasy Football YouTube channel. My name's Kyle Safi, and I'm here to help you win your Week 6 matchup. Take you through the tough decisions at quarterback and receiver positions, running through my top 12 quarterbacks, top 24 receivers for Week 6 in this video. But before I do that, before we hand out the good stuff, I want you to help me before I help you. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and make sure you hit that bell so that you know when fresh new content like this is coming your way to make you a better fantasy football manager. It's really just that simple. Now, let's get to it. My week six quarterback rankings. Off the top, Patrick Mahomes. Already played Thursday night. Don't worry about it. If he locked in, you did just fine. Josh Allen, for me, quarterback number two. We're not seeing him run as much, but he's still getting the valuable carries and scoring rushing touchdowns when it comes to to that the volume through the air just fine Gabe Davis is scoring every single week Josh Allen nothing to worry about there Jalen Hurts against the Jets not a great matchup but he's Jalen Hurts the tush push is there he's a threat to hurt the opposing defense in a variety of ways we see AJ Brown going bananas Devonta Smith gonna get on track and Dallas Goddard is seeing the volume no reason to pivot from Hurts Lamar Jackson, you've got your big three there Lamar Jackson my top of the next tier gets a pass funnel Titans no reason to think he can't have success in this spot. We saw the Ravens drop seven passes for him last week. I'm not counting on that happening again because they're pass catchers. Their job description is to catch the ball. They're not going to have weeks like that very often. The wind was blowing, all that good stuff. Lamar Jackson trending in the right direction. We know he can score on the ground. We've already seen a, a pair of multiple rushing touchdown games. The upside is there in this quick hitting offense. Tua comes in. Number five quarterback in week six for me against the Panthers. Listen, you don't need me to tell you this. They're a two-touchdown favorite. Devon Achan is out. Maybe more focus on the passing game. Very well could be one of those spike two a weeks where he, he could lead the position in points. I've got him at five right now to understand that there is some game flow concern in that regard. Justin Fields against the Vikings. Listen, the guy's been special over the last two weeks. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He struggled early in the season. I get it. He's rounding into form. We saw him do this last season. DJ Moore proving to be a viable threat. And listen, this Vikings defense leads the world in pressure and blitz rate right now. If they're bringing the heat, Justin Fields is one. All he has to do is break the line of scrimmage. Could be a 60-yard touchdown run. Could be a bubble screen to DJ Moore in any regard. I like Justin Fields this week. Khalil Herbert out, so there should be more focus on Fields with the ball. Justin Herbert coming off the bye on Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, it's a tough matchup. Yes, he's a great quarterback, one of the best in the game. He's dealing with the left-hand injury. You want to monitor it, but it's his offhand. Hopefully, it won't impact him too much. Keenan Allen, a star among stars. No ifs, ands, or buts about that one. Then you've got Austin Eckler likely back in the mix. Should help elevate Herbert's floor without lowering the downside at all. Trevor Lawrence, number eight. A little bit of a trust fall here. You guys are going to have to hang with me if you've been watching these videos all season. Not the first time. Won't be the last that I'm in on Trevor Lawrence. Liked a lot of what we saw in London, especially last week against the Bills. 
two lost fumbles, hurt his fantasy stock without those. He's a top 10 guy. I expect him to easily be that this week against the Colts in a game where, listen, Zay Jones should be there, but you've got Christian Kirk clicking, and we saw Kelvin Ridley get back into that wide receiver one form. If that continues and Travis Etienne continues to threaten both on the ground and through the air, no reason to think the Jags can't threaten 30 points and land Trevor Lawrence in the top 10 this week. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, quarterback nine for me against the Bucs this week. Listen, I know it's been the David Montgomery show, 30-plus carries against my Packers a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's a concern. I don't think it's as much a concern, though, against the Bucs and their stout run defense coming off a bye. If they limit what David Montgomery can do, this is going to be Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. We've seen Josh Reynolds step up. Sam Laporta looks like the real deal at the running back at the tight end position. They should be challenging Tampa Bay through the air. And that, that's how Tampa Bay plays too. So if Tampa Bay's throwing and Detroit's throwing, you're looking at a game that could pace up here. I like Jared Goff as a top 10 play. Speaking of top 10 plays, Joe Burrow, my quarterback 10 this week coming off the huge week five in which he just decided to throw Jamar Chase the ball 19 times. Not bad for business there. If he goes that direction against the Seahawks, I could see 300 yards and a couple scores and easily return your loyalty in this spot. The Seahawks, one of the worst red zone defenses in the game. So if they get in close, I don't know how you're stopping Jamar Chase anyway. Seattle, even less apt to do so. Kirk Cousins, quarterback 11 for me, and I'm hedging here a little bit. I would have had him higher, obviously, if Justin Jefferson was playing, but I'm not willing to completely dismiss him against a Bears defense that gives up the second most yards per pass attempt in the league this season. They were gashed by a howl in a catch-up situation last week. Obviously, they have a week and a half to prepare for this game. Kirk Cousins, we'll see. We'll see exactly what this offense looks like without Justin Jefferson, but I have confidence in rookie Jordan Addison. KJ Osborne's a nice player. TJ Hawkinson, a very viable tight end. I think he's got enough weapons, and if Justin Fields is going to pay off my quarterback six price tag, that puts Kirk Cousins in a catch-up spot, which I'm plenty comfortable with him doing against this defense. Rounding out my top 12 quarterbacks for week six, Matty Stafford, Matty Football, give it to me. We got Cooper Cup back last week. We saw almost 68% of his targets in that game went to either Cup or Nakua. If you're funneling a high percentage of your passes to elite talent, I've got a place for you in my lineup. I don't know if Kyron Williams is going to be overly effective on the ground. We haven't seen him be all that efficient. So if they're moving the ball through the air, they're going to be a pass-heavy offense in this spot against the Cardinals team that keeps every game close. I think Matthew Stafford drops back to throw 40 times. And with those weapons... I'm in on Matthew Stafford as a top 12 quarterback. Those are my quarterback rankings for week six. We're going to move on over to the wide receiver position, which is obviously missing an alpha this week. You don't get Justin Jefferson. So I'm going to go down the ranks a little bit here and see exactly how you can fit, fill out the rest of your lineup without the all pro. Like there's question marks to be had up and down. But no questions at the top here. We got Tyreek Hill. Come on. Against the Panthers, he's on a 2,000-yard pace. They're a two-touchdown favorite. Until somebody proves they can stop Tyreek Hill on a consistent basis, he's going to be a top-five guy for me. No reason not to put him atop the ranks here with Justin Jefferson sidelined for this week. Cooper Cup, number two. If you didn't believe what you – he's Cooper Cup. We knew he was elite coming into the season. We know he's been elite for a while. And my man showed no – Lingering fact, lingering 
issues with the injury at all. He came back. He was Cooper Cup. Five catches on his first drive of the season. You tell me they're not looking for him on a consistent basis. You got the breakfast club narrative, all that good stuff. The Rams should be able to win this game against the Cardinals on the back of Cup and Nakua driving that passing game. Stephon Diggs against the New York Giants. Diggs might be the most consistent receiver in fantasy right now and over the last couple of years. 100 catches every season he's been in Buffalo's pacing to do it again. No reason to think he can't continue to produce each and every week. Gabe Davis, season high in targets last week. I get it. He scored for the fourth consecutive game. But nobody's, and I mean nobody, is taking looks away from Stefan Diggs. Look for another 10-plus targets. Should have no problem dicing up the Giants in this game. Devontae Adams dealing with an injury, the shoulder injury. I'm not too worried. He was banged up last week in double coverage against his former team, resulted in a low week. It happens. It happens to everybody, pretty much not named Diggs, Cup, or Hill. So that's where I have him in the ranks right now. Wide receiver four. Keep an eye on this situation. Don't get me wrong. You will want to monitor this spot, but the Patriots, their defense is okay. But listen, this is a uh, team as a whole trending in the wrong direction. Devontae Adams locked and loaded this week. Jamar Chase, wide receiver five. If you don't know, now you know. My guy went off last week. No reason to think he can't keep doing that. Joe Burrow, very clear target where he's going here. 19 targets, 15 catches last week. No, I, I'm not going to suggest he can do that against Seattle. Seattle's had the bye week to prepare for him and a healthy Burrow this week. But come on, Joe Burrow is looking Jamar Chase's way. I don't care if T. Higgins plays. I don't care what Tyler Boyd's doing. I don't care if Joe Mixon's going bonkers. Jamar Chase is getting his 8 to 10 targets. And with that athletic profile, no reason to think he can't do serious damage in this spot yet again. A.J. Brown is cruising for the first time in over 50 years. We've had an eagle receiver go over 125 yards in back-to-back-to-back games. Could he make it four in a row? I think it's very possible against the Jets. I I don't think they're going to put Sauce Gardner on him on a consistent basis. He'll see some of them, but he plays largely one side. We'll see how much Philly can scheme up and get A.J. Brown in space. I think both he and Devonta Smith, we'll get to him in a minute, can eat in this matchup in a game that we think Philly's going to Philly's going to do Philly things. They're going to be leading, and if they're going to be leading, that's because they put points on the board through the passing game. C.D. Lamb, this one a little bit of a leap of faith. I've got him at wide receiver seven on Monday night against the Chargers. This is more of a I don't believe in the Chargers defense thing. They're going to have to score. I like this game to get up and get going, and if that's going to be the case, who else is catching passes in Dallas? I get the deck looked terrible last week. Awful. No two ways about that. I don't think that's who he is. I don't think he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's more than capable, though, of getting a wide receiver one, plenty of looks, and an advantageous spot. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver seven for me. The sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, comes in at eight. Another guy that's dealing with a little bit of an injury concern. Seems to be clear, but again, you'll want to you'll pay attention to that. Come back to this channel. We'll go through inactives at noon on Sunday, or Sunday morning, afternoon, whatever you call noon. We'll be here breaking it all down. So if he is inactive, we'll cycle through that. But if he's active, like we think, top 10 lock for me against the Bucks defense. It's much better against the run than the pass. They had the bye week. I don't care. Jared Goff is going to throw to Amon Ra St. Brown. I don't trust the other receivers in this offense. Amon Ra, an easy play, as is Keenan Allen. Back on that Monday nighter opposite C.D. Lamb. The Kellen Moore Bowl. He's being used like CeeDee Lamb was last year. When CeeDee Lamb was busy winning us fantasy championships, that's what Callum Moore is getting out of Keenan Allen right now. All the volume in the world. No reason to think that changes after the bye week. Keenan Allen, my wide receiver, nine. Followed by wide receiver, 10, Jalen Waddle. We saw the touchdown 
it's coming guys don't worry he's just fine maybe this is a good get right spot maybe he outproduces Tyreek Hill I'm not projecting that but there's no reason to think he can't produce in a big way in a good spot as a two touchdown favorite over the Panthers in a game where they are going to be leading and gashing the Panthers all day fire up Jalen Waddle and don't think twice about it Mike Evans dealing with an injury here you might have to think twice about this again come back on Sunday to confirm that he's playing but if he's in for them he's in for me against the Lions again this could be a high scoring game Mike Evans a touchdown machine yeah he got injured and left early against the Saints before the bye I'm not worried about it his skill set very clearly matches up well with that of Baker Mayfield keep the good times rolling with Mike Evans Chris Olave has been tough he's been a tough sell of late but he's my wide receiver 12 car trending towards health which is going to be a big big boost when it comes to stretching the field in doing what Alave does well. We got him into the end zone last week. I think you could see that on top of seven to 10 targets. I'm not worried about him against the Texans this week in the least. You can play him and play him with confidence. Speaking of that, I never have confidence with the 49ers, but I do this week. Debo Samuel, good play in a tough spot. The Browns, the best pressure team in the NFL. So I'm going with a lower ADOT 49er receiver to go off as opposed to the higher one. His ADOT, less than half of that of Brandon Ayuk. So I think he's in a good catch and run spot. They try to follow him. They try to negate that Browns pass rush by going to Debo Samuel. Big game coming for Mr. Debo, my wide receiver 13. Already touched on Devonta Smith for wide receiver 14. There is room in this offense for both he and Brown D. We haven't really seen it yet. And with Goddard being there, there's downside. Don't get me wrong. There is. But when Sauce Gardner is on Brown, Devonta Smith is going to get his looks, and we know he can make the most of those with the big plays. Think he gets it done this week in a big way. DK Metcalf next up. Also dealing with an injury. The ribs injury. Ew, rib injuries are scary to me. I don't know if you guys have ever broken a rib. Ultra hard to deal with. No fun to breathe, let alone try to come across the middle. But DK Metcalf, I mean, you're talking about a high blitz team in the Bengals, which could leave single coverage downfield. And even if his ribs hurt, he's still huge. He's still a monster truck that is difficult to tackle, that is difficult to keep up in those high point air yard situations. DK Metcalf easily inside my top 20. I think you're starting him with confidence. But again, track the injury just in case. Calvin Ridley coming back from London, coming back from across the pond to face a Colts team that he's already beat up once this season. Why can't he do it twice in a row? I liked what he saw against the Bills, not because the stat line was good. It was, don't get me wrong, but the Jags got him two carries on their second drive of the game. They were working to involve him from the jump. What more can we ask for? We believe in the talent. There's no two ways about that. So if he's getting the looks, you've got Christian Kirk in the slot that has to be respected. You can only put so much attention on him. Calvin Ridley, my wide receiver, 16 for week six. DJ Moore comes in at 17, which might feel a little bit low. And there's there's still some risk in betting on Justin Fields. But the way this offense is functioning right now is DJ Moore and then everybody else. I mean, 40% of the targets, over 80% of the receiving yards last week. He's not doing that again. No, There's a chance no receiver does that the rest of the season. That was bananas. But he did leave points on the field with a bad call from the ref and overshot from Fields. There is still meat on the bone. No reason to think DJ Moore is going anywhere anytime soon. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver 18 for me. My second favorite of the 49ers, but still a viable option because we trust this offense. It's a tough matchup. This is lower than I normally have Ayuk. There is risk involved. I don't know if they're going to score 25, 30 points like they do every single week with Brock Purdy under center, but Ayuk, a fine option. Not, not great, but fine. 
Tyler Lockett coming off the bye against Cincinnati. Me and Yates disagree on this one a little bit. I think they scheme up Lockett. I think they get him in space, take advantage of what he's been doing. He's only got one top 10 finish this, this season and a bunch of finishes outside the top 50. So I understand the skepticism here. I'm trusting the process that Geno Smith throws 40% of his passes to he or Metcalf. Metcalf's banged up. To me, that means you could be looking at six, seven, eight targets for Lockett. I trust the veteran to get it done. He's my wide receiver. 19 could fall could fall behind Zay Flowers, who I've got at 20 right now against a pass funnel Titans defense. Zay Flowers is built for this Todd Munkin system, this quick, quick strike situation. I don't think Baltimore is going to really thrive running the ball at all in this spot. So I think they supplement that with the short passing game. We could be looking at the best game of his season up to this point. Zay Flowers locked into my lineups this week. He's also a sneaky, not maybe not sneaky. He's in my DFS lineups too. Point blank, period. All in on Zay Flowers to have a great week this week. Talked about Puka Nakua earlier. This offense, until proven otherwise, is functioning with two viable receivers. I don't know if that's going to sustain. I have him a little bit higher now than I anticipate having him in future weeks. I don't think he's going to have the 30% target share that he his target share literally didn't drop last week from pre-cup to post-cup. I don't think that's going to sustain, but if he can get six to eight targets, they're high value targets. He's proving himself. He's a stable lineup option the rest of the way. Got him at wide receiver 21 in this matchup with the Cardinals. I think he's just fine to plug and play. Christian Kirk mentioned my strong feelings about the Jaguars all season. I think that continues into this game. Might, might it be a sneaky up and down game? It could be. Christian Kirk has established himself as the wide receiver two in Jacksonville after a dud week one. Week one was against these Colts. Times have changed. Don't look at that stat line and think that, oh yeah, they've got the secret sauce to stop Christian Kirk. It's different. Things are different now. If you're a smart fantasy manager, and you are because you're at the PFN Fantasy Channel here, you can adjust properly. Understand that Christian Kirk has carved himself out a niche. Wide receiver 22 for me. 23, Jacoby Myers. You're damn right it's Jacoby Myers. My guy is getting 10-plus targets every game he plays with Garoppolo. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Devontae Adams, as we mentioned, banged up. Only more of an excuse to funnel things his way. Jimmy Garoppolo very clearly trusts Myers in this revenge spot. Uh, Narratives are narratives. You can't tell me he doesn't want to score against a team in the Patriots that chose to pay Juju Smith-Schuster over him. Jacoby Myers, my wide receiver, 23. To round out the top 24 here. I'm going to give you two. We got T. Higgins right now. If he plays, the ribs injury is a worry. Don't get me wrong. If he plays, I'm cautiously optimistic and plugging him in. If not, Terry McLaurin is my wide receiver 25. I don't love how they're spreading the ball around in Washington right now. They've got four different guys averaging 5.4 to 6.2 targets per game. That's a little much for my liking, but it does elevate his target floor, I suppose. He still does have the alpha role in this offense, in my opinion. We need to see it before I rank him higher than that. Adam has a top 20 guy coming into the season. He's fallen to wide receiver 25 right now, 24 if Higgins sits for the week against Atlanta. I think they can move the ball. I don't, because of how Howell, how Howell shares the ball around, I don't think we see a shadow situation here from A.J. Terrell that puts a talented guy in McLaurin in a spot to produce. I think you can trust him, although it's getting harder to do than it was entering the season. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining me. Kyle Sapi. you can get me. Kyle Sapi PFN on the Twitter machine. Always there to help you. For checking out the this channel. You guys are 
what makes all this possible. And we appreciate you. Go to the site, check out our written content. We've got stuff coming up all the time for myself, Yates, Katz, Tate. We've got everybody. Anything, any questions you have, we've got you there. If you have further questions, hit me up on the YouTube chat. No, re- uh, in the YouTube comments here below. I want to know what decisions you guys have to make. I'll be back Sunday at noon on this very channel to help you sort through the very last second decisions. But if you're like me, you like to plan ahead and I'll I'll help you out. Hit me up on Twitter, the YouTube, whatever you got to do there. I'm here to help. Appreciate you guys. Hit that bell so you know when we're back. I just told you when we are, but you know, life gets busy sometimes. The bell will help you. It'll notify you when we're live. Like and subscribe to the channel. And guys, let's get you a week six win. My name's Kyle Safi. I'll see you next time.